Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bridge Street Capital Partners is a Sydney-based corporate advisory firm that specializes in equity capital market transactions for small cap companies listed on the ASX, primarily in the mining, energy, and tech sectors. If you are a Section 708 sophisticated investor, and would like to be on Bridge Street's distribution list for their upcoming capital raises, please send them your details via an email to invest at bridgestreetcapital.com.au and mention the BIP show in your message. Now, on with the show. How are you now? Broadcasting from the VFS studios in Northbridge, Sydney. You are listening to the all-new BIP Show, Season 4, Episode 15. This is the last episode of the season. I'm taking a bit of a break next week, and then we'll be back on uh, straight afterwards with new stuff. Don't forget to hit subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that all of the financial information, if there is any, in this podcast is general in nature. Only speak to a professional advisor about your needs. Coincidentally, that is what I do. My name is James Whelan. Investment manager at VFS Group. I skipped Davos to be here. I know it's the 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 the, the sacrifices that I made. Also, if everyone is uh, is taking some time away from watching a certain court case that's going on right now, thank you very much for doing so and joining us on the, joining us on the podcast today. I hope that we can really help you out. This episode is being recorded. It's nine fifty eight in the AM Australian Eastern. What are we standard time or daylight time? Whatever. Um, It's 9.58am. It's the 24th of June, 2022 AD in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today's guest is an old friend of mine. Now, nothing screams finance podcasts more than a couple of white guys that went to the same school, but uh, he's an old mate of mine. We talk talk markets and have talked markets for years. Um, We've we've been in a few scrapes together and it's always good. He's from New York. Oh, sorry. He's from Sydney. He's... (laughs) He's, he's currently in New York, ex-London, uh, is the son of, although this isn't, uh, this does not make the man, this isn't a label, but uh, but he just happens to be the son of Jonathan Payne, the uh, the author of The Payne Report. He's worked on The Payne Report himself as well and does contribute to some amazing things as well. Um, Ex-London, macro strategist, David Payne. David, how are you now? Thanks for joining us. Hi, James. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Mate, it's a, it's a real cracker. Now, look, this week I've sort of been sideways on markets and I think the markets have sort of been sideways as well. It seems like there's a push-pull that's going on. Um, crude has been my 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 sort of my indicator on if the if the world thinks that growth is happening, and it mm-hmm. seems that crude uh, coming off is sort of a bit of an interesting situation. It also seems that food coming off, and I've been a food bull for ages. We've mm-hmm. seen food prices uh, come down as well. Rate rises going up through the roof, um, which seems to have freaked everyone out, but sort of it actually really hasn't. We've seen that the 10-year Treasury that, that, that went up and touched a certain number, about 3.4 or something like that, has actually been spacked back down again. We've got uh, central banks telling us that things are heading towards a recession potentially, but aren't really heading towards a recession. Look, I'm just going to hand it to you. What are you saying, mate? Yeah, look, I mean, look, that, yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it just then. Um, I think it well, obviously, obviously goes without saying that inflation is, is the big story right now. That's why it's driven, you know, 
what what's happened this year. And and it's yeah, you know, it's important to point out that this this six months or like up to nearly seven months now is I think the fastest bear market or close to the fastest bear market in history. Um, it's been the the fastest decline in in, in P multiples close to history, uh, if not in history. Um, now it is worth pointing out that part of that is because you know the S and I'm using the S and P as a proxy here. Yeah. Um, finished basically on its highest last year at the end uh, on the final trading day last year. So there is a little bit of a calendar bias creeping in there. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, this has been an incredibly fast um, deleveraging in every sense of the word. You know, we've had we've had as you mentioned, you know, some very aggressive um, rate hikes already this year. Um, more most recently, the 75 bips from Powell, um, having said a few weeks ago that the you know 75 bips was off the table. Um, they then went and did it, and I think it's going to be you know at least fifty the next 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 meeting. And um, I think I think you know this this number is moving, but we're looking at something three point four percent in the US uh, at the end of the year around around that. Um, but yeah, as you as you as you alluded to, it is all driven by inflation. Um, oil is oil and gas, oil and energy. The entire energy complex is by far the biggest you know driver of that. I think it, because it feeds into everything, right? So, you know, if you food prices, furniture prices. Air, air price, uh, airfare prices, yeah, you name it, everything, everything, transportation, the whole thing. Yeah, um, everyone uses energy. So, um, you know, as, yeah, it's it's interesting because you know the oil price. You know, where I'm using West Texas here um, as, as the proxy um, has fallen, you know, quite substantially in the last what two weeks or so, mm. um, somewhat unexpectedly, I think. Um, and I think it's being driven very largely by this, you know, renewed chatter about a, a potential recession in the US, which I think is going to happen. Um, I think Europe and the UK are, you know, if not in a recession, but will very, very shortly be in one. Um, but I think the US is 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 also going to be going to come into a recession. And I think, you know, whilst Powell, you know, he's been speaking to the Senate um, this week, today, today my time, and yesterday my time. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, he's been saying that you know they're trying to avoid a recession, etc. But he's never going to admit that. I think that the demand side of the equation on inflation because inflation is driven obviously by demand and supply so you, you know, either of those two can cause inflation if you have a lack of supply or any ex- excess demand he can control the demand side of that equation right he can kill demand by raising rates um he can't control the supply side of that equation because he doesn't control you know oil supply mm. um and we're seeing you know efforts to, to to mitigate that supply side of part of the equation you know biden is, is swanning off to saudi to, to beg them hand in cat Hand in um, hat in hand, in hand. <laughs> good enough to, yeah. um, to increase production, having having bad mouth them for, for many many years. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, but yeah, so Powell can't control that. It can't control the supply side, but he can control the demand side. And I think it, you know he will. He'll never say it, but I think they will try and engineer a recession. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to cause a recession, but you know, engineering or not, I think I think it's a fait accompli now. Um, so what that leads to in terms of markets is, I think, a quite interesting conundrum now because. You know, the markets, as you know, are always forward thinking. So we've got a situation where the market has now got, okay, rates went through the roof for the better part of, you know, 2022. They've actually just very recently in the last week or so turned around quite aggressively. Um, and that's coincided with the decline in the oil price. Yeah. Um, and that is because of this increased, you know, risk of a recession because the bond price, bond markets are now thinking, right, what, what, what do we do? What, 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 you know, what's going to happen next? Is it, it, are, where, where are we? You know, in terms of peak inflation, is it next month? Is it the month after? Is it three six months away? If it's three six months away, then you know, we still have a lot more rate hikes to come. Um, but the market is, you know, the bond market is trying to predict, you know, when that peak is coming. And I think that there has, with this talk of a recession, um, 
that's probably come closer come closer than it than it was certainly a week and that's hence the move in the in the bond market yeah um yeah the um going through so so from a market's perspective and this is sort of i'll i'll, I'll start this question yeah, in similar similar sort of way that I've asked a few times ago, that that talking about the one thing that was missing from the Bank of America fund manager survey last month from their 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 bullish indicator, a contrary buy indicator, and it wasn't triggered because the, the last thing that was missing was capitulation, and there was mm-hmm. no capit- they didn't see a capitulation, and one of their key indicators for capitulation was a negative outlook on three month rates. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Obviously, so up up until up until recently, the, the, there was a very bullish indicator for where yields were going to be on the three month. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take for that to turn negative? That might be a little bit too specific, but if you if you've got that answer, then go for it. And then I'm going to go somewhere else with this. Uh, what's it going to take to turn that negative? I, James, honestly, I, I I don't know. Ditch it. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think this rates market is being driven by oil primarily, and this, this recession recession chatter. It's not a coincidence that oil is falling off a cliff. And you know rates have come off a fair bit um, in in the last week or so. It's all an inflate. It's all an energy story. Um, if we do see a continued you know decline in oil prices, I think bonds will continue to, to rally, i.e., rates down. Yeah. Um, I, I look. The, do we have to say it? we've got we've got to say it when when yields go up, bond prices go down, and vice versa. Every single finance, everything has to say it, guys. If you if you don't know that yet, then you do now. Good. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> it's a running joke we've had for about three years now. It's okay. Bonds last <laughs> Yeah. Um, look, and I think what look what I what 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 I would what I would say here is you know we've had as I mentioned at the start this huge decline in PEs, um, huge decline as I said close to the fastest ever, um, and and a huge deleveraging across hedge funds everything. So there's been a mass deleveraging across the financial system and a huge amount of risk taken off. Um, now, what's interesting to me here yeah. is a bit, it's a bit contrarian, and I think it's probably a bit early. Um, but you know, we have these headlines of things like Facebook and Netflix and PayPal going into the Russell Value Index. Um, I think <laughs> things like that are quite interesting because tech got bombed out the most and the hardest, in particular the mid-cap, but also the names like Netflix, PayPal, etc. These guys were down anywhere from fifty to seventy-five percent, and obviously they were down because rates went through the roof. You know, their growth plays, um, that's the best way of playing, you know, long dated growth uh, in the equity market. If you think your yields will stay low, um, you yeah. buy tech. That yeah. was the trade for, what, eight years, if not Yeah, longer. it worked a trade as well. Exactly. Big and that's, well. that trade completely reversed in, in about six months to nine months. Um, anyway, so these, these stocks have been completely bombed out. It took about 10 minutes for some of them, but yeah, go on. Exactly. So if you think, though, that we are at or near peak inflation and you think that um, – P, you know, multiples, and some of these tech names, such as, you know, the Netflix, PayPal, Facebook, they're getting interesting. Mm. The variant play right now might be to look at US tech. Um, because if we do get a relief in, 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 in i.e. lower rates, um, you have to believe that the tech sector is going to be by far the biggest beneficiary of that, having been the most beaten up. Mm. Um, as I said, it's a little bit contrary. Um, it's it's going to be early. Possibly a little bit early, but I think that's the sector. If I, if you were to, you know, to say to me, where do you think it's going to be much higher in eighteen months? I'd, I'd say the tech, you know, tech names. Some of those bombed out tech names. I think things like Netflix, PayPal, etc., being put into the Russell Value Index for the first time in their ever history, is 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 probably a bit of a, you know, it's one of those signs that comes along and you think, wow, we're going to look back on that in three, four years' time and go, oh, you remember when Facebook was in the Value Index? Uh, it was like a multi, it was at a multi-year low. Now, is that three months away? Possibly. I don't know. But 
and I don't know what people's individual timelines are in terms of their investments, but I think you know the next the next big bull market will probably happen in in um, in tech. I think you know we've got further to go in, in commodities, particularly in certain commodities. But I think the easy money has been made in commodities. Yeah, um, I think you know, everyone's coming to that party now. It doesn't have an original idea. I think they're coming to that party. Um, you know, probably a little bit late. Yeah. The um, now sort of moving on, moving on from that. Now, I, I the reason why I think it's early is because we haven't actually seen we haven't actually seen capitulation yet. Um, yeah. Now, I mentioned the three months. Don't worry about that. But, but but to you and everyone sort of has a different outlook on what capitulation actually looks like as to when it's going, you know what, that's the blood in the streets that everyone's talking about. The Buffett quotes come out. Actually, what is it? I mean, and we've been through a couple of cycles, or couple, anyway. Um, we've been through a couple of pretty ordinary situations. What does it look like to you? Like, what, what, is, what, what is the actual, you know what, that's that's enough. Now we've actually got to lock in some cash here and, 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 and load up. Oh, you know, what's that famous expression? They don't ring a bell at the bottom. I mean, I think I think you'll you'll know it when it happens. I think you're right. I don't think you've seen the capitulation, though, certainly in the S&P. Um, I don't think you have seen that. I, you also have, don't forget, you know, recessions are not friendly for markets in terms of fundamentals. You know, we're, we're not going to – earnings expectations are still way too high. I think they're forecasting something like 10% earnings growth this year. That number is, is complete farce. Yep. You know, the reason um, PE multiples have come down so much is because that number just is, is, is a fiction. Um, so we need to see a massive re-rating in terms of earnings growth. Margins, yeah. are get, margins are going to get killed. I mean, look at look at look at it from a business perspective. And I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking the US here. Um, Obviously, yeah. Assume everything is a US man. It's good. Um, look at the US consumer. You're now paying you know, near record prices for 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 gas or petrol. Um, you have inflation running at nine percent everywhere. Wage rises are de minimis at best. You know, you're not you're not certainly not keeping up with inflation. House prices are kind of falling off a bit of a cliff now. So there's a massive wealth effect there. Mortgage rates are going through the roof. The consumer is getting killed, right? So yeah. earnings are not going to be ten percent this year. They're just not. Um, will they be down? Yeah. I mean, I would I would say they're more likely to be down than up ten percent. Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't know what the number is going to be. I what they they finish minus minus five, ten, whatever. But my point is. Earnings multiples are artificially have come down a lot, and they look they're screening cheap. But that's because the, the the actual estimate for earnings hasn't come down enough to reflect the new reality. So, in terms of what the low will look like, it will look like when you know you have the S and P properly pricing in negative earnings um, for this year, and probably a decent chunk of next year as well. Um, and I think you'll you'll certainly see new. Low. I don't think we've seen the low. In um, um in the S and P so for this for this so I think we're gonna we're gonna have new lows when it, we could have a you know, five five more percent rally here I'm not gonna pretend I, I can I can call all that um, um that exactly but I'm, I just don't think this just doesn't feel like a low I think you're right in that sense but these look I will say this though these bear market rallies can be vicious um you know you saw it in March or so I think it was March earlier this year we had a huge rally. Yeah, um, and it took a lot of people by surprise. Everyone, everyone, you know. So don't don't underestimate the the, the, scape, the, the scope of, of, of bear market rallies. They can really take people by surprise, and they can really um, they can really mess mess things up. So I, I yeah, we, we will likely see new lows, but you know, at some point. Um, in fact, I'm almost certain of it. Um, and then as to when we'll see the real low, uh, I think you need to see big big downgrades in these um, earnings expectations, and I think people need to come to terms with the fact that margins are going to get killed. For companies, yeah, you know, the companies have yeah you know, every you know I think I think Qantas is striking now. 
half of the UK is striking. Uh, they don't have a big union presence in the US, so they're not striking, but they're, <laughs> they're certainly <laughs> higher wages. Um, but basically, my point being, from a business perspective, you've got the consumer getting killed and you have to pay your staff more. Yeah. Um, so expectation, earnings expectations, they have to come down. Yeah, that's uh, uh, probably after mid-year, after the next reporting season, we'll see a bunch of downgrades come through and the analyst reports will just be re-rating, earnings come down, then PA, PEs theoretically, based on based on the mathematics, would go back up to a certain area that would be a little bit higher based on the back of the envelope yeah. maths. And there's a point, I mean, that's where it's going to be, oh, but wait, the PE ratio is actually, you know, five you know five points higher than where you had it last week. It's like, yeah, that's that's the time to yeah. buy, potentially. Yeah. If, because if you want to be that number is actually going to be 25% lower than what you got to market that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, what that's... I would say, actually, just to, to add on to this, with earnings season coming up, this is something that I kind of watch for quite a lot. And we saw it a little bit in the last earnings season with some certain tech names. Watch for companies not going down as much as you'd expect on a, on a miss. Um, when you start seeing that happening, that's usually close. You're usually close to a low. When companies are, you know, having horrible numbers and you think, oh, my God, they're going to be down 10, 15%, and they're only down 2, 3%, that's a bit of a tell. Uh, it's not foolproof. But it's a little bit of a tell. And it is, you know, there are exceptions to that. It's by no means a rule. But if you start seeing, and we did see certain tech names doing that, behaving like that last earnings season, which that basically is telling you the shorts are all in. No one who is, you know, optimistic is long this 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 stock. And it tells you that the, the sector's a bit beaten up. I, I I would, you know, as if you want a bit of a tell um, at the next earnings season, watch your stocks that don't miss, um, don't fall as much on a miss. And, yep. and conversely, by the way, Watch the stocks that don't rally on a beat. That's the other because that tells you the other way around. As well. It's just so it's, it's a, it's follow the money. It's a very very useful little indicator for kind of underlying, I guess, underlying strength. I like that. I like that. So if you're pleasantly surprised um, in that something hasn't been smashed, um, yeah, that's where you want to be. A quality tech is is what I'm sort of leaning towards at some point in the next half of the year. So that's um that's where that's going to be. I want to make sure that everyone's got a really good piece of Google. They already do. They're going to get Google a little bit lower price, and uh, that's how that's going to be. The, that that Microsoft T-Mobile, amazingly, is actually on our list as well. So um, there's some names for it. Now, do you want to talk about Europe? You mentioned it. Um, I, I think it's a basket case. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. Yeah, go on. I mean, what, what do you say about Europe? I mean, they've got the world's most incompetent central bank, certainly in the major, the developed world. Um, you've a literal, a literal serious war on your doorstep. Um, Germany is, I mean, I don't even know what Germany's up to these days. You know, they're, they're now switching off gas to in, in favor of coal because it appeases to a certain political element over there. I mean, it's a basket case. I mean, the Europe is a complete lot, and the, I include the UK in this. Um, I, there are lots of great companies there, but you have this, you know, mess politically. Um, no one can do anything. Now Macron's now basically a lame duck president. Um, I, 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 I'd not underestimate Russia from here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really wouldn't underestimate Russia. Yeah, they, 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 everyone kind of, they took a lot, well, they took most people by surprise with this Ukraine stuff. And then and, and I don't see them ending that, that mess soon. And how, how, how can you get positive on Europe while that's going on in the backyard? I mean, yeah. Yep. Look, I think that I think Europe is, has been the dog for a long time for the right reasons. And I think it will continue to be the dog. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, the US is, is far more interesting. Um, the other thing that's been wiped out a bit, you know, and maybe if you think, I don't think it, but if you think the dollar, US dollar is going to fall finally, um, emerging markets, some of emerging markets might be interesting. But 
yeah, I look, I, I, th I think, yeah, I mentioned it before. I think, I think US tech is, if I was, I'm not long anything, but if I was going to be long something, um, that's probably what I would be looking at in the next month, two months, three months. Yeah. Um, What's your view on the yeah. dollar? I don't have a strong one. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, I, it's, it doesn't take a genius to say it's going to go higher. I think everyone thinks that as well. So I, I do think it's going to go higher. Um, it should do. I mean, every other central bank is being, is, is being slow. Um, I mean, other than, you know, some quite um, niche kind of pairs um, against the euro, against the pound, against, you know, the Aussie as well. I think it, it's, it's going to keep going higher. They're the most serious central bank. And I think um, we're seeing a bit of a political element to that as well, because I think, you know, Biden, quite frankly, has said to Powell, you need to save my job, um, save my party, um, because and, and to do that, you have to kill inflation. And this is why Powell went from, you know, Uber Dove to all of a sudden being, you know, the ultra, this ultra hawk, and he's actually you know, failing to convince the market. And I think that's why they had to do 75 bits at this last meeting, because otherwise the market was going to take the I still, yeah. Well, I still also, also the Fed, the Fed guys stopped uh, being able to trade on their own accounts too. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sure> <laughs> I definitely had a part of it as well. Um, that is, yeah, so my view on, I think it's, look, I'm not, I don't have a strong view on it. I think it will continue to go higher. I, I, you know, the currencies are pretty much just a race play, right? Um, do you think US rates are going to slow down from here? I don't. Um, no. Which country do you think is going to increase its rate, pace of rate hikes? I mean, you tell me, you probably know more about what's going on in the Australian rates market. They, 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 they kind of seem to sort of poorly wrong as well. You know, they, I think they attempted yield curve control at one point last year. That, Phil, Lowe, but, Phil, Phil Lowe had to apologise for yeah. missing so badly on on everything that they did uh, last week, and it was it was a it was a big sort of just like on his sword. Sorry, I, uh, like, I, it was I, just like toast. No, I, I was like, okay, lol. When they were all saying inflation is transitory in every country basically in the world. I thought, okay, yeah, they're just saying that because it's politically beneficial. Um, they don't want to admit it's it's real. I didn't realize they actually believed that inflation was going to be transitioning. Um, oh, but apparently, apparently, they all did um, because none of them seemed to have predicted any of this, which is amazing to me because if you shut down the entire world economy for two years and pump trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars into it and pay people to sit at home, basically, um, that's probably going to be inflationary. Um, did if you shut down all oil and gas exploration for you know, five years plus, basically, uh, lo and behold, you're probably going to have a supply crunch issue on on, on, on you know, oil and gas prices. So all these policies have ended up being hugely inflationary. Um, I think most most of the mainstream kind of you know media, I guess you could call it, um, thought it genuinely believed it was going to be transitory, and, and lo and behold, it's not. So um, yeah, I don't think you know the Australian Reserve Bank governor was, was alone in that in that miscalculation. I was just I'm just wondering about I'm th uh, the 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 poor young couple, you know, the 35 year olds that have saved up and scrimped up, and they're just like, okay, who are we going to listen to about where rates are going? Okay, we we, we get it. It's time to get a loan. The RBA has said they will not be raising for a while. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Bill Evans is, you know, basically the the, the mouthpiece of the of the Reserve Bank. Mm. Same thing. This is where they're going to be. You take that trust and you take that faith. You go to the market. You get your loan, and then a few months later, just out the window. Sorry, guys, yeah. you you screwed. That I, I, I'm incensed by that in in a way that I really shouldn't be because I know this market and I know how it works, but I'm just like. People take well, look, that. I people mean, have trust in that. And and yeah, I can, look, I completely agree. And the thing is that you know inflation is is an awful, awful tax because it targets the you know the lower and working classes the hardest. Yeah. Um. It's 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 it and it is a tax. You know, it is a tax. Um. That's the way it should be thought of. It's and it's a huge tax on on 
it's lower income working class kind of groups that tend to pay the bear the worst cost of it. You know, it's it's people who can who can live in the eastern suburbs and not have to drive um, are very very very, very <laughs> easy to talk about. I know what how, you're talking about here. Yeah. How, yeah, how, how <laughs> gas prices should be more expensive and all this kind of stuff. But tell yeah. us someone living in Parramatta who has to drive you know, an hour each day. Yeah, so exactly. They, you know, have to pay an X amount more. I think I think you know it's 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 quite cruel. Yeah, middle class. It's uh, it's an expensive lifestyle being middle class. Trust me. The um, now uh, finally ESG, mate. I know that we. I, I wanted your view on ESG. We've touched on oil. I, I, I'm starting to see sort of uh, that a lot of ESG stuff is getting unpicked. The um, the, the the thread in the sweater is being pulled um, and and potentially destroyed, mate. Uh, I, did you have any views on the ESG side? Uh, I think it's rightfully being picked apart. I think it's 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 there's, there's a. I mean, look at this stuff for the Elon Musk. I mean, regardless of what you think of Elon Musk, I mean, I think it's a bit ridiculous that Tesla gets kicked out of the ESG index just because he dared to buy Twitter. You know, uh, I, that's that's that that decision hasn't happened as a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, right? I, I think a lot of this. I, I've been watching this ESG stuff, you know, for coming out of the banks and things, and I've always kind of, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm not. I've never really. Been interested in it at all? I think it's a bit farcical, to be honest. Um, and I think now that the kind of political element to it is, is being exposed, and I, I, I yeah, I, I've not heard a convincing argument that it's done much good in the world. Um, I, I, I think it's 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 being. I think it benefited from a low rate environment when a lot of the kind of companies that were supposedly, you know, low carbon footprint, etc., you know, were doing well. And that that was a coincidence. Yeah, um, it just so happened to look better than it did. And I think now. You know, we've, what's the best performing sector this year? It's energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how's ESG done this year? I, I, I don't know. I'm guessing the guess is done pretty poorly. It's underperformed because energy's not in it. That's 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 the basic yeah. fact of life in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, look, that, that's that. David, anything else you want to touch on? Go for it now. Speak now. Forever hold your peace, and I'll let you get back to bed. Um, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, James, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. I've been really great to catch up with you. I, I've really enjoyed this. Um, and, um, yeah, congratulations on, on, on setting it up and I, uh, yeah, great to speak. Thanks a lot. And congratulations on the next one coming along. I think I saw an Instagram, uh, post, mate. So good on you right. for that. You love did. to thank the, love much. to the, love to the cheese and kisses, mate. And, uh, look, we'll sign off now. Thank you very much for joining us on the BIP show today, sponsored by Bridge Street Capital Partners. Uh, thank you very much, Bridge Street, for uh, for joining us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Twitter. David, you're on Twitter as well? I, I'm not on Twitter, no. What? You're what? Really? Okay. No, I'm too bad. <laughs> you're probably surprised by that, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, that's, that sounds weird. Um, I'm on Twitter, James Whelan42. Um, usually talking about something not very sensible, but it's Twitter, so who cares? Um, look, and if you want to catch up, get onto my website, Wheel and Capital. Um, and if you want to know anything else, then go to VFS Group. Um, that uh, the we can help you out with anything you need in wealth management space as well. Uh, yep, that's it. The show is produced by this drunk monkey right here. I'm going to get it out and done. I'm going to have a shower, and I'm off to a, a lunch for breast cancer awareness. Um, I think that we're against it, so that, uh, that's it. But I'll leave some wiggle room. Definitely against it. Wearing pink ties today, so it's going to be a good old long lunch. Uh, dig deep at this one, so see how we go. And then I'm taking a week off next week, so uh, that's it. So the, so the BIP show will be off next week and then back on after that with some amazing things. So thank you, Dave, mate. Thank you, James. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you later.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.